We welcome you to another fantastic episode of the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. It's like the show that never ends. It keeps coming at you wherever you're tuning in, whether it's Spotify, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, wherever it might be. We got you covered and glad to have you along. Isaiah Vreeman along with you, Keaton Homer. We have some fantastic interviews lined up for this episode. But Isaiah, first things first, we got to thank our sponsors. Yep, we got to thank the sponsors, Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing, Guido's, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and The Alaska Club. I always want, I like mentioning Alaska Sausage and Seafood a couple times because my mouth waters every time. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what it is. Maybe it's the sausage. I just, those were hot reindeer dogs. It's just something about them. I just, man, reminds me of a nice summer day. Summer? Like, Why are you I thinking can't... about summer right now? Well, it's, it's, it's Alaska sausage and seafood. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what oh, it happens. Okay. I, I don't, I can't control it. It's just something <laughs> okay. that happens. Okay. All right. Hey, how's Elf on the Shelf? Did you get a move, Elf on oh. the Shelf already? Dude, now you just reminded me. I actually, after this uh, episode, I have to go move that guy. All right. I got to move him. Guys, he's got to be a new I, spot. I, so, I'm good gonna, reminder. Yeah, that's a good reminder because I remember last time. You know, yep. I, I don't want Caitlin or any of the other kids yelling at me. No, 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 not yeah. not this time of year. No, no, you can't have that. No. No. No, 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 hard pass, hard pass <laughs> on that. <laughs> well, well, I'll get that done after this episode because we got some important things to cover here coming up in this one. We got a fantastic opportunity here to talk with some awesome high school basketball coaches from around the state of Alaska, uh, previewing some tournaments that are coming up this weekend. It's crazy to think that high school basketball tournaments are already starting this week. Like, there's a That's number wild. of them, Isaiah. That are going on this week it seems like oh, there this is the kickoff weekend i mean that's this is what happens this week you know people have been practicing for a while teams are chomping at the bit and not a better way to start the regular season than a bunch of tournaments this weekend so we're going to talk some high school basketball we'll also throw in a little uaa basketball the uaa women had a couple of games from this past past weekend we'll kind of recap that uh as well a little bit later on in the show um, but we'll get a chance to talk with uh, the Kenai Central Cardinals boys basketball head coach, uh, Nolan Rose, here in just a moment. Uh, the Wasilla boys basketball head coach, Steve Henderson. Uh, hopefully we get a chance to talk with the service Cougar head coach, uh, Jacques Sconers, uh, if he jumps on the podcast, kind of previewing the 44th annual service tip-off classic as well. And then towards the end of the show, uh, Grace Christian boys basketball head coach Jason Berger will also join us. So I mentioned first things first, the uh, Kenai Cardinals head coach Nolan Rose. Let's welcome coach Nolan Rose to the show. Coach, how are we doing? How's it going, guys? I'm doing great. Awesome I'm doing great. Here. You know, I got an important question for you to lead things off. And yes. you know, this is kind of why I wanted to have you on the podcast. Um, the golf ball rollback that the PGA Tour is implementing how yes. is that going to affect your game? <laughs> well, I am getting older every year, which means the distance that I hit the ball has been rolling back, uh, you know, prior to this announcement. So uh, it's a big deal. Uh, I, I honestly, I think it's a, I think it's a very odd decision by golf's governing bodies. I think for, you know, amateur players, it really doesn't make a lot of sense um to 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 roll back the ball i guess i get it at the professional level um but you know for someone like me we're talking probably 10 plus yards uh off the tee and you know that's 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 significant that's going to make a big difference i mean it's it's a it's definitely a big deal i saw some 
I saw some tweets uh, where uh, some pros had hit the Srixon golf ball version of of the rolled back ball, and uh, they were they were talking like some major yardage losses um, with the golf ball. And you know, if 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 that ends up being the case, uh, man, I don't know. It's it's going to be it's going to be interesting for sure. Golf's a hard game, and if it just got harder, I don't know that I <laughs> I don't know that I love that. <laughs> So what I heard you say is that you're going to start just buying all the random golf balls you can right now and just hoard them for like oh, years and years. Listen, if a good investment right now would be, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm saying this sort of jokingly, but, but somewhat seriously there 10 years from now, there will be a market for pro V ones and pro V one X's that aren't rolled back. Like if you could buy, you know, a bunch of boxes of those and just throw them in a closet uh, like a like a Babe Ruth rookie card, you know, a hundred years <laughs> from now, uh, those golf balls might be worth a pretty penny, <laughs> for sure. Black market of golf yeah, balls. I like yeah, it. black I like market it. for for <laughs> golf balls. That's good advice. Well, there, like. there, there's an investment idea, Isaiah. So yeah. I think it's it's not a bad idea. Those Pro V1 golf balls, by the way, Isaiah. I know you're a huge golfer, right? Um, yes, I am no, the biggest good. golfer. Yeah, they're like five dollars a piece. Like by the time you average them out per golf ball, they're expensive. So listen, guys, guys, if, if Dogecoin can go to the moon, so can pro V ones. Okay. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I I agree with you. Yeah. Well, golf talk is all fun and, and all, but, uh, for golf season here in Alaska, that's many months away. The here and now is high school basketball coach. Um, you guys have a tournament coming up, the Kenai River Challenge coming up. You have some fantastic teams, uh, Soldatna, Mount Edgecombe, uh, Reddington, all taking part of your tournament. Kind of give us a preview uh, of this week's tournament. Well, I think it starts with Mount Edgecombe, both the boys and the girls. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not as familiar with uh, who Edgecombe has returning on the girls' side, but I know they had a great season a year ago. Uh, the boys are going to be phenomenal. Uh, their point guard is is Casey uh, Herman. He's a he's a young man actually from Kenai, so you know don't ask me how this ended up happening. We 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 rue the day uh, all the time that he ended up in Edgecombe. But uh, great player, a, a kid that a kid that will be in the mix for three A Player of the Year, I think, uh, at the end of the season. Um, and then he's surrounded with a bunch of other. Uh, good players. They've got a, a, another uh, guard, uh, Frisky, who's a, a heck of a player. They got a big kid. Uh, I, I believe his last name is Standifer, who's a, just a giant. He's about six seven. He looks like two fifty. He kind of looks like the Big Show if you're a WWE <laughs> fan. If you remember that, like he's got Big Show vibes. So uh, Edgecombe's going to be Edgecombe's going to be a, a, a handful for sure. Not only in our tournament, but just all season long, especially at the three A level. Uh, Soldatna. You know, they've got a uh, they returned some guys from from last year. Um, if you're a, a so high star fan, you know, you're looking at names like Zach Buckby at point guard and and Isaiah Gilbert on the wing and Andrew Pye's a real athletic kid that they have a strong kid, probably probably their best player. Um, so they've got they've got some stuff uh, coming back. I know they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. So they're what we see from Soldatna this weekend. Um, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be their their best foot forward, but I'm sure they'll put a, a competitive team out there. Um, us, the Cardinals, I mean, holy smokes, we, we graduated nine kids last year. We probably have the weirdest, uh, uh, program roster in in the state of Alaska right now. We have, we have 29 players, 21 of them are freshmen. We have 21 freshmen. 
in the program. We have eight sophomore juniors and seniors. So we are we are incredibly young and inexperienced. We have uh, we, we, we this is this keeps me uh, up at night, but we have one returning basket from our varsity last year. We have one young man, our senior, our one senior. He scored two points last year. Uh, he, he, he was, was fortunate enough to have his only two varsity points be in a state tournament game. So that was pretty cool for him. Uh, so we're, we're incredibly young and inexperienced, but, um, that's kind of one of the fun things about high school basketball, right? Is every couple of years, your roster kind of turns over and for coaches that can be a little scary, but it can also be, uh, re-energizing, right. To have all these new personalities and new kids that you, that you got to figure out how to make it work the best the best it can. And, and then the Reddington uh, Huskies will be uh, down in town uh, as well. And I know Reddington uh, is looking to bounce back from last year and they, I'm not really familiar with the girls program too much or what they have going on, but I know they have a great coach on the boys side who used to coach out at Bethel for a number of years. And so um, I would imagine they will be improved from, from a year ago. So we're excited to get going. Uh, It's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. We're not ready, but we're excited. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ready. I, I don't you know, think nobody's it, it, ready. Nobody's Here's, ready. Nobody. Let me let yeah. me tell you the beautiful thing about high school basketball. You're you wait months and months and months to get to you know November 29th or November 30th, whenever that first day of tryouts is, and then before you know it, it's that opening game, and you've practiced like your baseline out of bounds plays for about 20 minutes. <laughs> you know because there's <laughs> there's so much to cover, uh, and you've got to be prepared for so much. You kind of you almost have to pick like, what don't we want to be prepared for this opening weekend? Like, what are we willing to go into this not totally being ready for uh, and, and, and just go with it? That's the, these first two weeks go by so quickly. So if you turn the ball over less than 20 times in your first game, is that a win? Yeah, that's okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make you got yeah. one returning okay. senior that scored two points. <laughs> 20 turnovers or yeah. less. Yeah. That's a if win. we can keep that sucker in the teens, we're going to be thrilled. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I'm looking at the the layout of your guys' tournament. Starts on Thursday, uh, December 14th, uh, starting in the afternoon, three o'clock, Soldatna, Mount Edgecombe boys, then Soldatna, Mount Edgecombe girls. Uh, and then you guys kind of in the nightcap with Kenai and Reddington boys and Kenai and Reddington girls. Um, what I see down on Saturday at 10 a.m., this is kind of interesting. I don't know if I've seen any other tournament do this a skills competition talk to me uh, a little bit more about that yeah there's a there's a uh, like a knockout free throw shooting competition where every kid in in the in the tournament you kind of get this you know huge line of boys girls uh and and they shoot a free throw and if they make it they they survive and if they miss they're out and you just kind of keep keep going until uh you're down to to one one foul shooter remaining. And then um, like most tournaments would have, we, we've got a three point uh, competition as well, where each, each team will be able to nominate uh, two shooters uh, to participate in that. So kind of a, yeah, just a fun little thing for some of the kids to, to show off uh, the skills they've been, they've been working on. Is there a way that fans outside of Kenai or the peninsula area who are unable to make it down there to watch the games in person to to watch your guys' games this week? Yeah, absolutely. Every every game will be streamed on uh the KCHS Athletics YouTube page. So uh if you just go on YouTube, search uh Kenai Central High School Athletics, uh you'll find uh our our our, our page there and all the games will be 
uh, live stream there. And if you can't catch them live, uh, they're stored on the page. So you can always come back and watch them uh, anytime. Awesome. Awesome. Make sure you check out those uh, those links so that you guys can watch those games if you're unable to make it there in person. Isaiah, anything for Coach Rose, you know, for before we let him go and, you know, he can focus more on his golf swing? No, I, I'm just excited about watching some of that on the YouTube channel. That's going to be great. No, this is going to be a great tournament. It's going to be fun yeah. to watch uh, watch all these teams participate uh, in this tournament. Uh, Coach, before I let you go, what is the one thing you love about tournament basketball in the state of Alaska? There's so many tournaments uh, around the state, but it seems like you know each school at some point in time hosts their own tournament. What do you love about tournament basketball in this state? Well, one, you get to see teams that maybe you don't normally play, you know, during the the conference schedule and think, teams from outside of your your region. You know, we're not going to see, you know, a Mount Edge come very often. Um, so getting them to come into town and and uh, and then, you know, for just sort of selfishly, it's it's cool uh, getting to talk with the coaches from around the state. Like, you know, Edge comes a great example. Coach uh, Archie Young, he's he's an awesome guy and and getting him to come to Kenai and, and get to chat it up with him for a little bit. And, um, you know, Reddington as well with, with coach uh, Murphy and, and, and I, one of my best friends is the coach at Soldotna high school. So just kind of getting nice. to, uh, to, to get together with, with the guys. And, you know, I think, I think one of the cool things about Alaska basketball and, and maybe the, the distances play into this a little bit, but uh, it just seems like the coaching community is very tight knit, you know, a lot of great relationships, it's fun. You don't get to see people every day. So when you do see them, you know, the conversations are really, really entertaining and, and fun to have. And so we're just looking forward to kind of getting that going and, and uh, we'll see, you know, we'll see where we're at. And, and uh, this opening weekend's always full of question marks. So uh, we'll, we'll uh, we're excited. We're excited too. It's going to be fun to watch. We'll keep an eye on you guys throughout the season. Uh, coach, coach Nolan Roll Rose of Kenai Central Cardinals, uh, boys basketball coach coach thanks for joining us yes thank you it was awesome anytime right. i appreciate it all right so had the opportunity to chat with uh, coach rose let's welcome the wasilla boys basketball head coach uh, steve henderson to the show coach henderson glad to have you along hey thanks for having me it's great to be here no oh, it's good good to have you on the program coach uh the doc larson round ball classic coming up when i think of tournaments in the state of alaska even though this is one of the younger tournaments, this has become more one of the more premier tournaments in the state of Alaska, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. Uh, you know, Coach Engerbritson before me started it, you know, we're on our 13th annual this year. We had a couple couple years hiatus through COVID, but, um, you know, it's, it's a really good tournament. Um, we got 12 teams in it this year, which is awesome. Six boys, six girls. And it's uh, it's always a great way to kick off the year. You know, looking at the the tournament schedule here you guys start on thursday as well and play through saturday uh and looking at some of the teams that are coming up service wasilla um ridgeline talk to me about ridgeline you guys getting an out-of-state team to uh come participate in this year's dark dark larson round ball classic yeah so ridgeline is out of spokane washington um they are a 3a school down there they're a fairly new school they actually opened up i want to say three or four years ago um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're sitting at three and one right now. Um, they got another game tomorrow night. So they play Tuesday night and then jump on a 6am flight on Wednesday to get here for their, for their <laughs> game on Thursday. So they're excited. Um, and, uh, it should be, it should be good to get them up here. Uh, they're, they're really excited. Talk to us about your Wasilla boys this year and how kind of they're looking early on this season going into the tournament. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Coach Rose was just talking about how unique his roster is, and we're almost in the exact same position. We uh, we graduated six last year, and so I have two kids that are returning that played any minutes, and so we're we're very young again. He said he had like 19 freshmen in his program out of 29 kids. We have 16, so it's a uh, it's a very different year for us. Um, I you know, I've been doing this a long time and I don't remember a year where I went in with so many unknowns. Um, so it's been interesting this first week and a half, two weeks of practice, trying to figure out who fits where and how the heck we're going to, you know, do this with, with so many young kids. So it's, it's been, it's been challenging, but it's also been pretty exciting as well. Well, and you got some exciting teams coming up. We talked about Ridgeline, uh, the out-of-state team from Spokane, Washington coming up, but also Nome, Juno Douglas on the girls' side, uh, Bartlett and Nome on the boys' side, West and Lathrop. There's a lot of quality teams in this year's this year's field, Coach. There is a lot of uh, a lot of good teams and and athletic teams. I mean, it's I mean, we we got a chance to see West and Bartlett in a little scrimmage this last weekend, and you want to talk about athletes? Holy smokes! Um, West is West is long and athletic, and I mean, I, you know, when you look at the the four A landscape, I mean, you gotta when you're talking about chances to win a state title, I think you gotta put West right up there next to East, and um, man, they're 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 talented, and Bartlett, man, athletic, they get after you, and 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 everything I've been hearing is saying Lathrop is extremely athletic as well. So the boys' side is. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really good basketball. Um, and we're, and no, obviously playing in the state championship last year and got a lot of guys back. So, I mean, they're going to fit right in with this group too. So it should be exciting on the boys side. And then when you look at the girls, I mean, you could potentially be looking at a, a state championship matchup between Wasilla colony meeting in the finals. If they make it through, I mean, yeah. the, both of those teams are absolutely loaded. Um, you know, Juno's pretty solid, and and obviously you got West and and Service in there too. So uh, it's it's a pretty good tournament, and it should be some exciting basketball. You know, talk to me about the logistics about putting a tournament together. Uh, I've been to the Doc Larson Round Ball Classic a handful of times, and not only are the games fantastic, but the hospitality and the hosting and everything and the planning that goes in behind it is fantastic as well. What does it take? to put on an early season tournament like this? Well, just to give you an idea, we're already working on next year. So, I mean, wow. it's a it's a long process, um, especially when you have 12 teams. And then you throw out-of-state teams into it, and it's constant communication with just getting those guys dialed in and getting them up here. Some cool things that we do, you know, with the out-of-state teams, we usually provide them with some sort of an Alaskan experience. Yeah. Um, the group this year is going to go ice fishing. Uh, in the past, we've, we've set them up with some dog mushers and things like that. Um, so taking care of that is is – another chore and you know it it's it's fun it really is because you get you know you get 12 coaches in a building at one time and you know the hospitality room we got rocking up there is usually pretty darn good and and you get to mingle with the coaches and officials up there which is really nice and so there's a lot that goes into it um the scheduling all that kind of stuff and for us you know we're actually playing you know Wasilla the two Wasilla teams are going to play in front of the student body which That's we've never awesome. done here before so um we tip off the tournament with the girls at 11 o'clock and the boys following at 12 45 which is which is pretty cool so it it's it's a lot of work but it's it's definitely worth it and once the tournament starts it kind of runs itself so it's 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 pretty good. How many fans do you think you're going to have for those first two games on Thursday, 11 a.m. and, and 12.45? Obviously, the student body is going to be there, but are outside fans also uh, welcome to come and watch? 
<laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, the gates open and and ready to go and we're hoping, you know, it it's it's you're not going to get as many probably at that time of day. Sure. You know, we'll get our we'll get our parents, but hopefully with the students being here, it'll fill that gym up and it'll be rocking. I don't what is the capacity of Wasilla's gym? I a couple thousand maybe? Maybe a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're 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 around, you know, 900 ish kids eight to nine hundred usually and we fill up the whole bottom section you know when we have assemblies so yeah it's probably not much more than you know fifteen hundred I would guess I don't know the exact number but yeah you know when we fill it up it'll get loud in there that'll be fun to watch to to check out some of your your guys's games over the course of the next uh, few days um couple more questions for you favorite Doc Larson round ball tournament memory do you have one you know, I'm a I'm a little bit newer to it, so I wasn't around the first yeah. the first few, obviously. But um, and and actually, my first year here was the COVID year. So oh wow, it's been yeah. it's been um, it's it's been kind of weird, I guess, since since I <laughs> took the job. You know, just we we haven't actually played an entire tournament all the way through. Um, last year we had games canceled because of weather, uh, obviously the COVID year. So um, hopefully, I I, re- I do remember though back. You know, right before I got the job, um, we had Barrow down here and there was a there was a battle between um, Barrow and somebody for a championship game. I can't remember, but it was back with Kamaka Hepa and, and Travis Adams yeah. and those guys. Um, and then I spent some time at Colony and and I guess so one of my be- better memories would be, you know, coming in with Colony and we actually won the Doc Larson against uh, Wasilla, which was a pretty good game. And that was actually the year that Wasilla won their state title. So um which, and that was a battle. I think we played those guys like three or four times during the year, and every game was just a battle. So those are some of mine. Cool. That's, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, when you get guys like Kamaka Hepa to come down, that's always it's always yeah. fun to watch those types of players. Uh, how can fans, if they're unable to make it to Wasilla this weekend, can they tune in anywhere and check out streaming of these games that are that are going on? Yep. Every game that we play at Wasilla High is NFHS. So you awesome. can log on to NFHS, and right. all these games will be, will be playing on there. Um, so, yeah. And and again, you can go see those kind of like Coach Rose said, those stay on NFHS. So you can go back and and watch those if you can't make the actual tip time. Awesome. Awesome. So NFHSnetwork.com, if uh, you have the opportunity to not be able to make it, I guess I should say, and then you can stream them online there at the NFHS Network. Um, one final question. I'll ask, ask you this. Golf ball rollback, does that affect you at all? Are you a golfer at all, uh, Coach Henderson? It does affect me. Um, I don't hit it very far anyway. It, it just means, you know, I don't have to go as far into the woods to find it. So there you go. You know, that, that'll help. <laughs> that'll help. I think yeah, Isaiah, it, it, it can affect oh, me. Okay. All right. Isaiah, I think maybe we should put this on the docket an Alaska sports talk podcast golf tournament. Right. I'm, I'm all over that. Okay. I think I'm we should do over. it. You're, you're the coaches from to... around the state, you know, I like it. No, I'm serious. I like it. Media personalities. It'd be fun. Yeah. Great idea. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll drive the golf cart. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. All right. All right. I'll When's have, the last? I'll have a bunch of those golf balls ready to sell. Isaiah, the last time you swung a golf club, honestly. Honestly, the last time? Oh, man. Probably 2009 or 10. Somewhere. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's been a while. Been a while. It's time to do it, dude. Time to do it. Yeah. I crushed <laughs> it though. When I did, man, I just I just crushed it. PGA oh. tour, man. I'm telling you. Before I hurt my before I hurt my body, yeah. I was gonna be on the PGA tour. All right. 
All right. Well, Coach Steve Henderson of uh, the Wasilla Boys Basketball Program, thanks for joining us. We look forward to watching this year's Doc Larson Round Ball Classic. It starts on Thursday, December 14th, 11 a.m., and then 1245, service taking on Wasilla on the girls' side, and then the boys' game, 1245 Ridgeline and Wasilla. Coach, appreciate the time, and uh, good luck this weekend. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. Good luck, Coach. Coach Steve Henderson of the Boys Wasilla Basketball Program. Isaiah, two fantastic tournaments coming up this weekend. We, we're going to talk about a couple of other ones as well. We're going to preview the uh, Service Cougar tip-off, which is probably one of the – I think it's probably one of the longest-running high school basketball tournaments in the state, it's, if memory serves me right. It is one of the longer ones. That is correct. Yeah, I think it's like the 44th year. Yep, 44 44- – 44th year, I think, like the Alaska Prep Shootout, which I know is in January. We'll talk about yeah. that in a, in a few weeks. I believe that one's 30. I think the Mountain wow. City, or before that, the ACS Pepsi Invitational, I, I'm, I'm thinking that's in the 30s as well. So, yeah, the tip-off classic is, is one of the longer-running ones for sure. You know, Keaton, when Coach was talking, just Coach Steve, about the – Doc Larson round ball classic when I'm looking at the schedule and for for those of you obviously you're not looking at the schedule as we're talking about it with the podcast unless you go to ASAA365.com all of the the uh, regular season tournaments that we're talking about those schedules or brackets or anything those are posted on the basketball page so if you go to ASAA365.com go to the basketball page it's right there on the basketball homepage all of the regular season tournaments that we have brackets and schedules for I I look at this and coach brought up a good point colony girls wasilla girls in this tournament if they make it through Thursday and Friday unscathed they're going to meet in the girls championship and that right there is a potential we talked about it with with uh Jeannie is that's a potential state championship preview I mean I really believe that West Anchorage girls are going to have something to say about that for sure. Yeah. I believe that. But I mean, that's wow. Well, Saturday, I think that's one of the Saturday that's six one of the, o'clock. That's going yeah. to be. No, and that's one of the unique things about these tournaments uh, all across the state of Alaska, even though it's so early in the season, um, you get potential uh, foreshadowing potentially of state tournament Absolutely. playoff games or even maybe state championship games. Uh, I get it. It's week one of the year. Like, I mean, everybody wants to make the state championship, obviously, but teams are going to change over the course of the season and whatnot. But some of these, you know, teams, we know that they're going to be pretty dominant and they have the potential to make a state tournament playoff run and potentially meet up again. And the other interesting thing with all these tournaments, teams will play. Some of these teams are going to play one another again in other tournaments down the road. Oh, yeah. There's oh, going to yeah. be another handful of games over the course of the season. Not even if, if they're conference opponents, that's another thing. You're going to play each other twice, if not more, depending on what conference you're in. But then any other tournaments you might play in might be non-conference games. So it'll be interesting as the course of the year um, kind of goes on after we get this week of, I'm going to say, chaos tournaments. Oh, that's a um, good term for it. It is kind of chaos. It's There's tournaments all over the state. I'm sure, I mean... I try to get as many of the tournaments schedules and try and get as many of the tournaments out there as possible. But, you know, there could be some of the smaller schools, a 1A or 2A that have started before Christmas, which is not normal, but it does happen. Yeah. You know, they may there may be some tournaments out there that I don't have brackets or schedules for. 
So the, I think the term is is correct that you said is chaos. It is a little <laughs> bit of chaos at the beginning of the year, and I'm here for it. You know, I it's, yeah. It's a lot of fun. You, you're going to be a if you're in these tournaments, you're going to be battle tested by the end of the by the end of the week. And then if you have anything over the Christmas break, that's just more calluses on your on your team. And that's that's something that's that'll serve you well down the road for sure. Yeah, it will it certainly will. Well, uh, we were hoping to have Coach Jacques Sconers on here to talk about the uh, service tip off classic a little bit more in depth. But Isaiah, we can kind of gloss can, over oh, it here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, something I was, Coach Steve mentioned it as well that, and I'm noticing it a little bit more in tournaments that used to be kind of a rare thing that, and I think it was, you know, the Alaska Airlines Classic a few years ago and the, um, the Alaska Prep Shootout a few times in the, in the previous years had started playing in front of the student body. Yeah which is yeah. not something that had really happened all that terribly much, but now it's happening a lot more. And it's great to see that doc Larson is doing that with the Wasilla teams. And I know that for the service tip off classic on Wednesday, they got, uh, because they have some out of state teams, they were able to get uh, an exemption from uh, the ASAA executive director to play some of the games on the 13th of December, which is technically a day before the season starts, but they were able to get that exemption because a lot of teams from out of state are actually been playing for a few weeks now they start their season a little earlier and so for their schedules and stuff it kind of worked in however service i know is doing that and they're playing kodiak to kick things off on wednesday the, tw- the 13th at 2 30 and they're they said they were going to try and play in front of a lot of the student body as well now i know that's technically when school's out but they're trying to trying to make sure everybody gets over there yeah, so uh, that's going to be a fun tournament to watch. It's always one of the premier tournaments. It's the 44th annual Service Tip-Off Classic at Service High School. As Isaiah said, at 2.30, uh, Service versus Kodiak. And then you have four more games to follow. There's five games every day of this yep. tournament, which is a lot of basketball. Uh, four o'clock game, Valley View versus Houston. Valley View, a team. I can't remember exactly what state they're from. Do you remember Isaiah? I want to say it was California. California, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm trying yeah. to hold on. Quick Google search. Siri, come on. What are you doing? Let's I think it is California. I think it is. I yeah, think I... it is Marino Valley, California, I think is where they're from. Um, and I think if memory serves me right, they might be the team that's like the number two or three team in the state of California. I think I believe that's the case. I'm pretty sure that was the team. If you haven't listened to it already. The part one and part two of the conference previews we did last week on the podcast, the Sitka coach, Steve was talking about how he coached in the, in California and kind of knew of that team that was right. coming to service and was saying that, you know, they got a really big point guard and hide. I can't remember the ESPN number that he was or something like that, but that's, I, I believe that's the team. I'm pretty I think sure it is. that's the team. I think it is. I think it is. Uh, and then uh, Hespera and Tigiak taking on each other at 5.30. 7 o'clock game, Thunder Mountain versus Mountain City, which is going to uh-huh. be a fantastic matchup to keep our eye on. And then the nightcap, 8.30 p.m., Wednesday night, uh, Service versus Barrow. And that is the first day of the Service Cougar tip-off classic. There's a lot of intriguing matchups in there. 
the seven o'clock matchup, I think, is probably going to be one of the more intriguing, at least from my perspective. Mountain City and Thunder Mountain. Um, Mountain City, new head coach, friend of the program. Friend of the program. Yep. Friend of the program, Brad, Brad Lowers. So uh, is that that's their first game of the year. Right. That's that's yep. That's the first game of the year. Those those first five games. Those are the first games of the yeah. the whole year for the season. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, Keaton. That's that's a four A versus four A. That's that that I'm sure is going to have some RPI ramifications. All that stuff. That's uh, a that's a very intriguing matchup. You know, you mentioned something uh, the RPI. And you know a lot about this. You used to do the WPI stuff and everything like mm-hmm. that when the WPI yep. was around. How much of this stuff, early season tournaments, come you know into February, getting into March, starts to play a factor in terms of where teams are going to be seated and whatnot, if at all? It can have an effect if you play. Let's say you play a lot of uh, tough teams that you know are going to be tough over the course of the year. The way the RPI works, I'm not going to go in the big super details because I don't want to try and do math over the radio or <laughs> podcasts and people's eyes will glaze over as they read or listen to this and they might drive off the road. And we don't want to be responsible for no. that. No, But the main part of the RPI is that when you play a team and you win, you obviously improve your record. So that's 30% of the, or excuse me, Yes, that's 30% of the calculation. But you also then, there's two other layers. There's the your opponents. So all of your opponents' records get totaled, and then that's 40% of the equation. And then your right. opponents' opponents' records are another 30% of the equation. So that's 100%, and that's how it's broken up. And so while it's not really that valid for when you only have three or four or five games in it, really, in reality, once you get over 12 to 15 games, then it becomes a little bit more of an accurate picture of how your team's doing over the course of the season. So right now, if after these games, let's say on Monday, if people go to the ASAA365.com and take a look at the RPI, which automatically updates at the bottom of every hour, yeah, it's not. it's going to look a little skewed. It, it really isn't going to be really valid until pretty much the end of January when you have more games under your belt. But that being said, to really answer that question is, if you play really good teams and you you do okay against them, or at least 500, you're getting all of their wins and their opponents' records as well. So it does use something towards the end of the season. The harder The harder game and the harder schedule that you play – the more that's going to help you, even if you have a few bumps in the road because you've lost. Well, so, I mean, it's, it's good to know that it can potentially have some, you know, bearing towards the end of, of the season, potentially. Um, Absolutely. I mean, obviously it's the regular season. You're not playing these games for nothing. At least you hope you're not playing these games for nothing. And there's potential to have some meeting there come March and maybe some, you know, maybe something a few tenths of a point here and there. You know, it's happened before. And that's you know, generally, terms, yeah. No, to your point, that's exactly right. That it usually comes down to, you know, tens and hundreds and tens of hundreds. I mean, that's usually yeah. where it can come down into because when you get over that many games 
by the time you finish the conference tournament, that one game, is that going to drastically change the RPI? No, but can it alter it a little bit in the tenths of a hundreds? Yeah, it can. No, it certainly can. And we've seen it happen uh, not just once or twice, but numerous times over the years, especially when, you know, teams Mm -hmm. have exact same records or, you know, any play the exact same schedule or something. I don't know, but um, it's always something to kind of keep your, keep in the back of your mind when you're watching these tournaments, potential ramifications come March. Yep. So that's the uh, service tip off uh, classic. We'll see if maybe coach Sconers joins us here a little bit later on the podcast. Um, Remember they start on Wednesday. They play Thursday, five games that start at two 30 Friday, five more games that also start at two 30. And then Saturday they start at 11 AM with the championship game at 7 PM. And now Isaiah, you know more about the format of this tournament, the way that this tournament is formatted and how teams are bracketed. It's completely different than, you know, your conventional tournament. It It is very different because it's 10 teams. So it's, it's a, it's a tad different. How they're doing some of it, I'm not really sure because I haven't been, you know, I don't have the the way they're breaking all that down, what's your record yeah. versus other opponents. And if, because with 10 teams, you can't play, it's not like a regular pool play where you play the same team. Everybody plays this, the exact same teams. It doesn't work like that. Some service plays, you know, service is playing Kodiak, playing a Valley View and Epsaria. But, you know, for instance, Thunder Mountain is playing Mountain City. They're playing Houston and then they're playing Roosevelt. So they're not playing all the same team. So I'm not sure how um, Jacques and Service has that kind of figured out, but it is a little different. But how they have it is basically that 11, 1, and 3 o'clock game on Saturday. It's kind of to be announced depending on how you do in the regular in those other three days and then third place is at five and the championships at seven. So I am curious. And that's one thing I was going to ask Jaquise is how that all somehow that works. But I'm sure if you go to these turn, if you go to the service tip off classic, I'm sure they'll have some sort of program or pamphlet Yeah, and they'll have some sort of explanation on how that's all working. Yeah. I'm trying to look at their Facebook page right now and they have all the matchups actually broken down all the way, like we've mentioned into the third day, but I don't know how you advance into, you know, the championship game or the third and fourth place game and everything like that. That would be an interesting question to ask. Generally it's overall record. Right. But maybe head to head, but since you're not really playing everybody, but maybe you have the same opponent, maybe two of the teams end up having the same opponent. So I'm I'm not really, yeah, it's a little, it's a little different. It could be chaotic. There's the word chaotic. chaotic. <laughs> that matches this with this first week. This first week, chaotic. Chaotic. All right, I like it. Chaos, chaotic. It all falls in the same line. So, uh, head coach Jason Berger of Grace Christian planning on joining us a little bit later. But in the meantime, UAA basketball, Isaiah. Um, yeah, what's this going past on? weekend, yeah, UAA women's basketball finally back in the win column after having lost four straight. That four-game losing streak, by the way, under the 12 years of Ryan McCarthy, how many times do you think that's happened? Oh, man. And over the last, boy, once, maybe when he first started? Never. 
Never. Never. Oh, man. Never. Not even the first year he took over the program. So this is the first time that his team had lost four regular season games. Now, I'll add a little asterisk here. They technically lost six games in a row because of the Great Alaska Shootout. But for UAA, those games don't count as regular season games, no, so they I don't didn't. count uh, as stats or anything like that. But if you want to look at it that way, it had been a long time since the Seawolves had won a basketball game, but they were able to bounce back with emphatic victories this past weekend over Clarion University out of Pennsylvania. Uh, they won last Friday night, uh, 87-43, and then this past Sunday, yesterday, if you're listening to this podcast on, on well, I guess maybe it'd be Tuesday or whenever you're going to listen to this podcast, <laughs> um, uh, they won Sunday, 78-33. So the defense getting back on track. The offense also was firing all cylinders. Uh, the one thing that worries me right now for the, the women's basketball program moving forward is the three-point shooting. It is not where it has been over the last handful of years. The Seawolves, I think, in the first game that they played on Friday night, they didn't hit a first-half three-point bucket. They were 0 for 10 from behind the arc in Ouch. the first half. They only ended up making, I think, um, oh, let me see here. Pull up the stat sheet really quick. Um, they ended up knocking down eight threes, but all of them came in the third, third or the second half, excuse me, third quarter, fourth quarter, and they were eight of 27 from behind the arc. But that kind of concerns me a little bit moving forward, especially as we get into the heart of GNAC play. And we're going to start needing some three point presence at some point in time. The thing that is encouraging, on the other hand, well, if you're not shooting the three ball well, Isaiah, what should we be doing? You better be hitting your free throws. Well, free throws, yes, free throws, but also well, you better the low have a post. better. You, you better have a good shooting percentage in the low post. Oh, and they in, do in the paint. In the paint, their shooting percentage off the charts this weekend. They shot over sixty-five percent from the paint. So, Ooh. I mean, now, granted, the team that they were playing didn't have a low post presence, so obviously those numbers are inflated apparently, a little bit. But apparently not. Um. Yeah, I would say no, they did not. <laughs> apparently they, not. So. UAA taking advantage of that, but uh, Tori Hollingshead had a terrific game, um, posting double figures each night. Then also Kate Robertson having double figure rebounds as well. Um, Sinya Rabuin uh, assist. She had a team high 10 assists in the first game on Friday night. So the Seawolves finally, after those four losses, by the way, three of those four losses were by one point. Um, or less. Ooh. So it's just crazy to think about. They've been close in so many games um, to start the year, but have come up on the short end. So the Seawolves now four and five on the season. They're 0 and 2 in GNAC play. They do go on the road this weekend. The women's basketball team does. They will go down to California for a couple of games. Now, these are non conference games, but they are NCAA West region uh, opponents. So they do count towards, you know, talking about March. We're already talking about March. Here we are in December, but um, in terms of rest region opponents and when things come to seeding in the NCAA, these do count towards to, towards that. So uh, Stalasha State and then also San Francisco State, the two teams that they're going to take on. And then the Seawolves back home to start the new year, January 4th and January 6th. They will take on two very tough opponents, Western Washington and Simon Fraser to kick off the home openers in conference play. The UAA men's basketball team, they've been off for oh, a little bit, but they will pick things back up here shortly as they will go down to uh, Hawaii to take on Texas Tyler, Cal State San Bernardino, and Hawaii Pacific. 
So the Seawolf men's basketball team, they're on a little bit of a slide after they got off to a fantastic start. They got off to a program breast 8-0 and start, but they lost their last two games against Montana State Billings and Seattle Pacific. So they're 0-2 in conference play, looking to rebound. And Isaiah, no place better to rebound than the uh, great state of Hawaii for some basketball. Aren't we doing a remote show from there? Isn't that... Uh, Isn't that what I heard? I I think so. I yeah, I, 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 th- I think I, that would make a lot of sense. I think it would. I think we take this show on the road, and uh, you know, we just set up shop down there in uh, Honolulu, and, and yeah. at at the Shark Tank there at Hawaii Pacific. That's we'll, effectively we'll, known. We'll be in the, the gym. Tank. We'll be yeah. in the gym for the game, but afterwards, you know, we'll have to take the show out onto the beach. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. I mean, of that, course. That's a must. That has to walk, happen. Walk right out of the gym, right on the beach. You know, one of the unique things about Hawaii Pacific, and this actually, this was probably a couple of years ago when UAA went down to play in this tournament. Um, they have fans, like giant fans in this gymnasium at HPU. And I guess really? the humidity got so bad, they actually had to like pause the game for like 20 five 30 minutes because there was moisture building up on the floor like, oh my goodness yeah and aj garrity actually ended up getting hurt like significantly hurt because he slipped and fell and he ended up missing like a couple three weeks of the season um, Yikes. so hopefully that doesn't happen this go around when hopefully yeah, they figured out the humidity problem <laughs> but i've never heard of like i was talking to ryan orton and ryan was like yeah the humidity in the gym was so bad that they actually had to pause the game in like 30, 40 minutes, let it dry out, and then finally resume. It was like, whoa, okay, interesting. Grief. Yeah, so there's a there's a little story. So that's that's, uh, that's a challenge we don't have. No, no. We're, our air is very dry. So if it gets too hot in the gym, you just open the doors and solve right. that problem real yeah. fast. Yep. That's uh open the door for one minute. Let let the let the cold yeah, air come no in. No problem. So. All right, so there's a brief recap of UAA men's and women's basketball, both teams on the road. So if you want to see the the women's team in person, next home game, January 4th, conference play opens up against Western Washington. The men are a little bit later on in the uh, the new year. Their next home game is January 11th, so they are away from the Alaska Airlines Center for a little while. So there's college basketball. We wanted to talk one more high school basketball tournament that's going on. Hopefully we get Coach Jason Berger here on the show to uh, kind of – talk about the grizzly classic basketball tournament coming up this weekend all these tournaments coming up this this weekend there's no we've talked about four tournaments we're going to talk about our fourth tournament there's got to be probably another four out there across the state of alaska well i there's at least one more that i know of for sure and that's the sitka high coast classic that's right that's That's also happening this weekend starting on thursday so there's a, a bevy of tournaments that's for sure and there's more next week um a lot of a lot more of those are outside because school's still in session next week up here, but then the week after that, there's I think another four, and then a, yeah, that it uh, just kind of stacks up upon itself. And pay attention to our podcast because we're going to be talking about all of them. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to try to preview all of them as in depth as possible uh, as these tournaments come along, and of course. Uh, one of the bigger ones a few weeks from now, the Alaska Airlines Classic, which is one that everybody kind of looks forward to uh, in the month of January is kind of, I'm not going to say a culminating tournament because there's other ones out there, but that is probably one of the more widely known tournaments across the state of Alaska. That's for sure. Very much so. Yep. 
But the 25th annual Grace Grizzly Classic Basketball Tournament, um, December 14th through the 16th, hosted by Grace Christian, featuring teams from Barrow, Homer, Kotzebue, and Monroe Catholic, uh, all coming to Anchorage this weekend. Um, this tournament, from the perspective of 3A basketball, this is going to be this going to be fun basketball to watch, Isaiah. Oh, absolutely. Barrow girls are always very, very tough. They're coming in. They're playing Homer that first game that kicks off at 3 o'clock on Thursday. And uh, Barrow versus Homer girls. And then Monroe Catholic boys versus the Homer boys. Monroe, Homer, I, I don't know a lot about the Homer team. And we'll have to ask uh, Coach Nolan about that next time he's on. But the Monroe Catholic boys with Franco Stanek, they are going, they're just a tough out. They're going to be tough. They're going to play defense. And then, you know, they're they're a perennial powerhouse. And then you've got the Grace Christian girls, which are incredibly tough. And the Grace boys, they lost a lot of seniors. That's true. But they also have a few returning players that are uh, really, really tough. Trying to remember the name of the the kid that didn't graduate. He just signed at, uh, oh, he just signed at a, I believe it was a Division two program or an Jet Licka. There, there you go. Kellen Jet Licka. Yep, yep. He's uh, he's tough. He's he's gonna be a he's gonna be a handful for teams. Um, and their Grace Christian boys and girls are playing Kotzebue well, at six thirty and eight fifteen, and it's. You know, all these games are going to be part of the RPI, every single yeah. one, because it's 3A versus 4A, 4A versus 3A. It doesn't matter. They're all going to be part of it. So these are all going to come into play at some point for all these teams in their in their records, in their standings. And it's you got some powerhouses. I know Homer and Kotzebue have some questions, not 100% sure on where some of those have stood, but uh I know where the Barrow girls and Monroe Catholic boys, right. the Grace boys and girls stand, and they they are tough. They are really, really tough. Well, the Monroe Catholic girls program is also going to be a tough out as well. You know, that Absolutely. probably is one of the more unique coaching situations across the state of Alaska. I don't know how many teams have the same head coach for their boys program as they do the girls program. Franco Stanek, I don't know how he does it. He's pulling double duty. I would love to get him on the show and be like, what is your daily schedule like? Because it's got to be insane having to coach two teams. And then also he's a school administrator there at Monroe Catholic as well. And I'm just like, where do you find the time, man? <laughs> kind of a jack of all trades. I'm, I tried to get him. I'm trying to get him for that uh, first week of January, right after the new year. That's the Mount McKinley, the Mount McKinley Bank Holiday Classic. That's up uh, Monroe hosts that. And that's, uh, I think, January four, five, six this year. I'm trying to get him on the show for that, but to your point, what is his schedule like? Well, the last right. time he talked to me was, well, he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to come on the show because we tape a little bit later at night because of kids. Well, he's in practice till about nine o'clock at night. So chances are that might have to be something that yeah. uh, you and I handle on a tape delayed basis. We might, might have to, might have to do that because I'd love to chat with him about his Absolutely. squads this year and just kind of get his feelings on he's so in tune with high school basketball, not only just in the Fairbanks area, but I mean, just in general across the state of Alaska. Um, 
he used to be the former boys coach at, at UAF for a while too. So, I mean, he's got college basketball experience, so he's always a pleasure to talk with and just kind of pick his brain basketball wise. So we'll try to get him on future episode of the Alaska sports talk podcast, but uh, the 25th annual Grace Grizzly Classic Basketball Tournament, December 14th. It starts at 3 o'clock on Thursday, Barrow versus Homer, and then it runs all the way until the nightcap at 8.15 when the Grace boys will take on the Kotzebue boys on that opening day. The second day of the tournament starts at 3 p.m. as well on Friday, Kotzebue and Barrow, and then 4.45, Kotzebue and Monroe boy, Monroe Catholic boys in that 4.45 matchup. And then the girls matchup, Homer versus Grace, 6.30. And then 8.15 is Homer versus Grace boys in the nightcap. And then on Saturday, they start a little bit earlier, 10 a.m., Kotzebue versus Homer, 11.45, Kotzebue versus Homer boys. And then Grace and Barrow girls. And then 3.15, Grace and Monroe Catholic boys in the nightcap to finish off the tournament. So, you know. Those kind two of a games, world, whirlwind of tournaments there, but yeah, those two games those, go ahead. Isaiah. Those two games at the end on Saturday, those are going to be some very interesting games. No, they are. And, they, you know, yeah, Grace girls, Barrow girls. That's that could easily be a three A preview, just like we were yeah. talking about Colony and Wasilla on Saturday for the Doc Larson. That could be a four A preview. That could easily be a Grace Barrow State yeah. Championship three A girls preview. And that's and Grace Monroe is always going to be that's always going to be a game to watch. No, it certainly is. And you know, in case you're unfamiliar with Barrow basketball and the way that their fans travel, it doesn't matter where the game is at. Nope. You're going to have numerous fans that are going to cheer on the Barrow Whalers, so they will have a hearty following. This weekend early. here in Anchorage. Yeah, no doubt. No Get there doubt. A little Get, earlier. I would suggest so. If you're wanting to see uh, Barrow play, especially the, that Grace game, yeah. Get there early. I would agree with you, Isaiah. So yeah. wow. All right. Well, there's a handful a of tournaments in the books. Yeah, it was a lot. So it's a lot. It we'll, we'll circle conversation. Back. We'll circle back with Jaquise and uh Jason Berger. Um going to try and get them on to do some instant reaction stuff as well. That's the goal is to be able to try and do some instant reaction to some of these days of the basketball tournaments and get reports from people. The truth is though, you know, also this week, Keaton spent a lot of day, a lot of time on Sunday doing this and it starts on Friday, but the state high school wrestling championships at the Alaska yes. center that starts on Friday and that's an all day Friday and an all day Saturday affair. So it's a, it is a very busy weekend in the world of high school sports right now. It is. It's crazy to think about. Not only is wrestling having their state championship, uh, obviously high school basketball starting, high school hockey in full swing. Yep. Um, cross country is going on uh, for skiing and whatnot. Yep. Like there's, there's a whole bunch of sports right now that are in the thick of a, either their regular season or just wrapping up, um, wrapping up their season, getting into postseason stuff. So. Yep. We'll uh, we'll do our best to keep everybody informed. We will. It's a lot of stuff. On. It's a lot yeah. of stuff. And if you want to be a, I was going to say, if you want to be a quarter correspondent, you know, just email us. Just you email know. us. <laughs> We're looking for some correspondence. Absolutely, no question. Not an auctioneer. I'm not an auctioneer. I can't talk that fast. Yeah, I just can't. I just can't. I do don't it. know what the pay is. I don't know. You know, but we'll throw your name out there on the podcast. Throw your name out. You know, you might be able to talk me into maybe a, a 
maybe a state a tournament pass for March Madness, Alaska, Ooh, which is that, that's valuable. That's good. That's got some value to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a black market for those things. Yeah. So just, just like email, the golf just, balls. Just go to alaskasportstalk.com. Email us. If you're wanting to be a correspondent and kind of a reporter for us on some of these uh, tournaments that we can't get to, because uh, as much as I'd like to go to Kenai and watch some of those games and yeah, those places, you know, I'll be at uh, state wrestling for the next few days on Friday and Saturday. We should make mention of that before you sign off, just so you remember, uh, if you want to watch the games that are happening down in the Kenai River Challenge uh, this weekend, uh, just go over to their Facebook page and also to, I believe, uh, their school page as well. And they have a YouTube, YouTube. channel that is streaming yep, YouTube, yep. those games. Uh, and then also the Doc Larson Round Ball Classic. You can find those games on the NFHS network. Um, if you don't subscribe to it, subscribe to it. Awesome, awesome content. And as uh, Coach Steve Henderson mentioned that you can go back and you can watch any game from any year um, that has been archived on the NFHS network. So you and can you can out. watch the entire state wrestling championship as well. That too. That too. Yep. So you might watch even see Isaiah kind of down there in the background. Yep. You won't see him wrestling, but you not might see him. Not unless the crowd gets out of, not unless the crowd gets out of hand, then I might have to wrestle some of the crowd and get them out. But no, I will not be out on the, not on the wrestling mat, but I might be, you might be able to see me. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll keep an eye out for you there. So, all right. Well, I think that's, uh, I think that's covered a lot of it. That's it. I'm exhausted. That's a lot of, that's a lot of, that's a lot of tournaments and we're just scratching the surface. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's it. Be sure you check out alaskasportstalk.com. Get caught up on any episodes that you might've missed and also uh, future episodes as well. You can catch that at alaskasportstalk.com or listen wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music. Deezer. Don't even know what Deezer is, but it's there. So if it's you're a Deezer subscriber, <laughs> if you're a Deezer funny. subscriber, please let me know because I yes. would like to meet you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, also, tune in as well. Thanks to our sponsors of today's episode: Roger, Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing, Guido's Pizza, The Bike Shop, Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and of course, our favorite, the Alaska Club, because. We should all just go there more often and work out. I mean, we should. Yeah. After you eat Alaska sausage and seafood and Guido's, I think <laughs> that's kind of need to go. I think it's a big right. deal. It is. It is. So, uh, anyway, all right. Well, thanks for joining us here on the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. Be sure you tune in next week for more episodes. For Isaiah Vreeman, I'm Keaton Homer. Be sure you check out AlaskaSportsTalk.com. In the meantime, good night. Everybody.